This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You, Michelle Abraham, your host here. I'm really excited to bring you another guest today. Uh, this is a behind the mic interview with Rhino Julie. So, hey, Rhino Julie, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. It's been such a long time coming. Yes, it's amazing. I had to cancel Julie because I had COVID, which was not fun. <laughs> and so back in the game now for, for quite a while now. So glad that's out of the way. But I wanted to tell you guys a little bit more about Julie before we do. Julie and I share a passion because both of us backgrounds in fitness and, and wellness and stuff. And Julie, uh, writer Julie is a 20-year entrepreneur. The 20 years of being an entrepreneur, let's put that better, in a better way. <laughs> you own three gyms in Las Vegas. And you're on a quest to help powerful, positive, powerfully positive, food-loving entrepreneurs lose 20 pounds before the next event without giving up their favorite foods and without worrying about extra pounds ever again. So they can bring their energy, bring their confidence, and make their biggest impact uh, all without worrying about their appearances. So I love that. And I think that's so cool that you're focusing on entrepreneurs going out and speaking at events or being at events because it's so uncomfortable when you're not feeling good about yourself, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And now I've, you know, shifted, um, even since I sent you that bio, now I focus on bringing the energy and I love that, you know, I can have a podcast, but I can keep changing what my mm. focus is and I can keep, you know, just, just feeling my way and what feels good because at the bottom of everything is just our energy. When we're not feeling comfortable with our outside, then our energy is lower. And so now I'm going to do like this, bring the energy five day challenge. And it's all about the energy. And then, you know, the, the, the positive side effect is that we lose the weight, but I, I love like shifting my focus. And I actually love that. I had just recently changed my bio and we can say that it's okay to keep changing our bios totally. and keep changing everything. I think it's Absolutely. great. Yeah. And you're the host of the Rhino Julie show, which is a podcast and which is what I love about podcasts too, because they are fluid. So, so this is some people think podcasts are have to be very like uh, strict and very, um, uh, uh, you know, form, be, be in form, information with others. And I actually love it being fluid because, you know, to prevent that pod feed that happens and to stop people from like giving up altogether. If you, you're evolving, you're always going to be evolving if you're doing personal development and as you're growing as an entrepreneur and stuff. So your show should be fluid too. So it's a great break for a second season or all that kind of stuff. Now we were just talking before we went live here and your show is going through some, some reinvention and some, some modifications over the time. So tell, take us on that journey. What made you start podcasting? Well, I was in Russell Brunson's Two Comma Club. <laughs> and they said that you've got to start talking to your audience. And mm -hmm. even if you don't know who they are, you've got to start talking to them. And they gave us a bunch of different options. And they said that you could do a podcast, you could do YouTube, you could do Facebook, you could do Instagram. And um, I made the mistake of doing all of them. Although mm -hmm. I wouldn't call it a mistake 
because I, I don't, everything that I've done in the past, I'm glad I did it because it led me to where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. Um, but starting the podcast at first, you know, I agonized over the first, you know, episode and now I have no idea what I even said. Like, <laughs> Who knows at this point? And then going forward, I was doing the solo episodes and all of a sudden it just hit me that I love learning and I love talking to people. Mm-hmm. So why am I like every Thursday trying to, you know, figure out this message that might help my audience or inspire my audience or talk about what I'm doing. And, and now I'm, I'm at the point now where as my interests and as the things that I learn continue to evolve, my guests are evolving mm-hmm. too. And that is so like the whole thing is so much fun. It is not fun for me to put myself in a box and say, I'm going to be perfect and I'm going to do this thing every Thursday. Um, But it is fun to say, what do I want? I want to learn from people. I want to talk to people and I want to spread people's knowledge with the world and especially the stories of how they got to where they're at. Cause I think that's so beautiful. I'm impactful. Yeah, I love that. And it's interesting because, um, you know, it's funny how you're saying that it kind of evolved over time and you figured out that like you were trying to do like the, the square peg and a round hole kind of thing it wasn't working for you. And once you started doing what was working for you, it makes you like the, the happiest to do it. And it's like the most fun thing. And there's so many of my clients that said that is the single most fun activity they do in their entire business. And they would do it for fun, even if it wasn't part of their business anyway. So because it's so cool just connecting. I love podcasting because I get to leverage relationships and meet cool people like yourself. And, you know, we wouldn't have the opportunity to have this conversation otherwise. Right. It's really cool. Oh yeah. That I think that just getting people on to like, this is our really first one-on-one conversation. Although mm-hmm. I've been in your groups and I participated mm-hmm. in some of your amazing things. Everybody should participate in Michelle <laughs> and Evans <laughs> meetups and groups. Um, but now this is our first one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really fun. I do that same thing with my show. Like our first, usually our first one-on-one conversation is live on the show because then I get to ask the questions that come to my head as a curious person about somebody else that I've never talked to before. And I think that's really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's so fun. And I think it connect that connection is like super important uh, for people too. like, and then it's like, it's just the beginning of it. And I feel like it's like a lot of people it's like, okay, it was the interview. I was interviewed on the show. I'm like, no, that was the beginning of the relationship. Right. Like then you can go on to like collaborate together or do other things together or or see each other and and refer like, I'm like, Oh, Julie was a fantastic guest. Guess what? I have another 55 podcasters over there that are looking for guests, right? So, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, I think using your podcast to leverage relationships is super smart, a super smart idea. Um, And I just love it. Let's talk about your gyms for a second. So you've been in the gym business for a long time and you have three gyms and Vegas, I know has been like hit pretty hard with lockdowns and everything over the last year. What's going on in Vegas right now? Is it starting to come back? to life is there some is it i I feel for vegas because it's very much run on the on the liveliness of tourism and people and excitement and you know restaurants and venues and things like that so what's going on over there right now well my boyfriend and i are going to walk down the strip tonight and i will really be able to tell you we usually usually go like once every couple weeks and Mm -hmm. just have dinner and, and walk around because there's so many amazing things to see everybody's wearing masks right now on the strip which is quite the feat to pull off i would think 
<laughs> like it's kind of amazing. Like, wow, they're actually able to, to have everybody wearing the masks and, and being safe inside the casinos. Um, I was just on the news the other night. They came Congratulations. in. Oh, thank you. And they interviewed us and they're like, hey, we want to interview you on the newest law. And I'm like, I have no idea what it is. So I'm glad you're interviewing me. So you can tell me what it is. And they said, now uh, they're letting people who are, they're going to let people who are vaccinated, not wear masks outside. So I thought that was, you know, Mm. I'm like, that's cool. I I don't really see a lot of people wearing masks anyways outside, but that's great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, I I go to a mastermind in Vegas four times a year for the last four years. And I'm Which very one? much missing very, it's James Melanchuk's big, big money speaker boot um, big money speaker coaching and mastermind program. And yeah. I very much miss going there four times a year. <laughs> yes. When are you guys coming back? I don't know. Whenever they open the Canadian borders, it's still, still, still locked up over here. So eventually, hopefully sometime soon, we're missing our in-person groups. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And the gyms, they were closed for 79 days and I'm very open about my business stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, before COVID, we won this like big award for our gyms. And prior to that, I've hit rock bottom in business so many times. Like I have mm-hmm. so many stories because I like to make big, crazy, scary decisions. And those sometimes end up with me going into debt and losing all my money because something right. I thought was really cool just wasn't as cool as I thought it was, or I didn't take the time to market it. It's um, easy but to right- do in the fitness industry. I feel like I did that too. <laughs> So I was many. like, are they doing really well? Or, or we're like, oh, this is a cool now. Let's try this. And then people are like, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. Thought we were this kind of jam and now we're this kind of jam. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And we were um, we were one of the first, if not the first boot camps for civilian. I had to spend so much money to explain to people, no, this is not for bad kids. This is for civilians to like work out. And since then, we've done so many things. Like I have a Ninja Warrior gym now. Um, We've done a lot of different things, but right before COVID, we were back up on top of the world and then COVID took us down. And so for any business owners out there who feel bad, we've been losing 10 to $30,000 a month (laughs) or a year. Yeah. So, but I tell my team and my team is amazing. They're the best. And I Mm -hmm. tell them, I'm like, Hey, we will be back. Like, you know, everything will be back to normal. Mm -hmm. And as long as people still need us and we're still solving their problems, we will always be here. Mm -hmm. And this is the first month we're breaking even. Like party about that. Yes. Go team. (laughs) Oh, that must feel so good to be back. And is there there a gym open now? The gyms are open now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's been open for a while. Mm -hmm. But the restrictions just make it really hard for people to want to come and and work out. And, you know, the fear and and then the finances haven't been a problem because we are doing a fundraiser every two weeks. I do an outdoor like workout hike or um, Mm. fundraiser for people who couldn't afford the gym anymore. So that Mm -hmm. part, we were able to take care of that. But the fear and the, you know, discomfort that keeps them out. Nothing we can yeah. do about that till we're back. Yeah. So, and now yeah. people are, people are back in. It feels like normal again. Um, and it's only going to go up from here. So you're yeah. catching me on a really good note for this. Yeah, week. that's great. No, I love that. I'm so happy to hear that. Cause I was, I was worried about that. Thinking about if I was still in the fitness industry, what it would be like right now. And that stress um, on top of everything else. And then not being able to support your clients and then seeing clients progress, you know, de- you know, go back to where it was or like, I think that would be really a stressful, a stressful time. 
We have this amazing girl. I'm not going to say her name just in case, um, but she's uh, 70 years old. She's been with us for years and years and years, um, maybe close to 10. And my brother told me that she was staying home because of COVID, right? Because she's 70 and she's been getting her doctor checkups this whole past year. And her doctor told her that her risk for COVID is less than her risk for like, if she doesn't go to the gym and work out and, and her doctor told her to go to the gym and risk COVID because her health just declined, not mental health and yeah, physical, even, even physical. And that was so cool. Like, I thought that was amazing. Yay, doctor. Yay, doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, yeah. I I love when the doctors are with the wellness people. (laughs) Sometimes you feel like you're working against the prescription bill. (laughs) Well, you know, it's hard to speak on something unless you've done it and experienced it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, there's a lot of pressure on doctors and, you know, like they they don't get enough sleep. Like it's hard for them to get their nutrition because there's always an emergency. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, how like a lot of times, you know, and some doctors, they're, they're just somehow, just like some people, some people somehow always get their workouts and they're always eating healthy. Like I don't like working out and I really hate eating healthy, which I think makes me an excellent uh, fitness person because I understand <laughs> that. But um, most of the doctors probably like struggle with that themselves. So it would be hard for them to know, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. And actually speaking of that, that's actually how you started your gyms, right? As an entrepreneur, you were trying to lose, lose weight and you kept trying trying to fail over and over again, losing it or keeping it off anyways. And so how did that, how did that end up being coming now, like your career and you have a gym? It's very similar to my story actually too. Is it? Oh, I love that story. Oh, I gained 18 pounds during COVID just like, you know, and I sent out the first uh, email when I gained 10 pounds and it was just simply the zoom, the zoom workouts. Like it was great that our coaches were doing them, but I would literally hide off camera and just like not really do the, the full thing that they were doing. I just like, I don't want to say half acid, but I'm going to say that I half asked it like off camera, um, gained 18 pounds during COVID. And I sent out this email when I gained the first 10 saying, Hey, I gained 10 pounds. Anyone want to lose the weight with me? And then I gained like the rest, I gained more. And so, but that's been like, my journey is I'm, I'm re- relatable in, in that instance. And I started my gyms. It was almost 17 years ago now when I had gained a bunch of weight being an entrepreneur, I'd owned my business for four years and I was just Mm -hmm. like always stressed and always sitting and always just working and not taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I like lost the weight, but then I would gain it over and over again because I hadn't found a sustainable way. And then now fast forward to today, COVID took away my gym, took away my security blanket, took away my routine and made me finally figure out a lifestyle that I can do forever. And so I'm really thankful for that experience because before COVID I had kept the weight off for years, but it was because I had such kind of a strict routine that I held myself to. Mm -hmm. Now I'm glad because that's, that's still not the life I want to live. I don't want to live a life where I have to go to the gym an hour a day or else I gain weight. Like that's not fun. Like it's fun Mm -hmm. to have a balanced life. I want to be able to travel and going to George Bryant's mastermind. I was there for a whole week. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't have any of my normal routine, like really um, didn't take the time to work out because I chose to sleep, (laughs) which I think (laughs) is is important. And um, it was awesome to just know how to do that and, and, like not gain the weight back. And so that's what I help my, my clients with now. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love that. Um, you know, really making it part of your lifestyle. And I know I, um, 
had kids when I was in the fitness industry. And after having kids, I could not get rid of it. <laughs> and then I felt embarrassed being in the fitness industry. And then I felt like shameful about it. And then it was like, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a, such a tricky thing. And I, I was never, never like super, um, I would say like I was when there, when I started in the fitness industry, I lost uh, some weight and I was really healthy and like really fit, but like very curvy. Right. Which I thought, Oh, who's going to listen to me as a personal trainer. I'm not a size zero. And, you know, and actually, I think it actually did a really great job for me in the fitness industry. I had, I was very successful and very busy because I was more relatable and it was like realistic. Like he could relate, I could relate to what my clients are going through because I had also been through the same. Yes. Yeah. And whenever, oh my goodness. So before I started my fitness business, I would read these magazines. Cause this was before like YouTube and, and everything. Like you couldn't go watch the online videos that you watch now. And I would read these magazines and, and it would be like how to lose weight. And there would be this little perky, like picture of this little perfect girl. And the article would say like, okay, here's how your life needs to look. If you're going to lose weight, like, and the diets would always be like a half a chicken breast and a little slice of, broccoli. you know, and I'm like, if I could do that, like, and every night I would go to bed and I'd be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do that. I'm going to follow the plan in the magazine. And then I never would. And then I would just feel worse and worse and worse about myself. And now it's like, I know that restriction doesn't work. I know that these unrealistic goals, like when we say, I want to lose 50 pounds, like that is the worst way to lose 50 pounds. Like it's just mm-hmm. Not to mention that when you lose something, you always try to find it again. So, not to mention I, the languaging around that is real wrong. Cause it, and then it's like, finally figure that out. When you lose it, it comes back. You got to release it and say goodbye to it. I absolutely love that. I hope everybody heard that. We, yeah, when we lose it, we're going to find it again. So release yeah. it is much better. And I'm all about not restricting, like just yeah. adding the good habits that we know we can do, that we want to do, and then celebrating the heck out of them because without celebration, there is no motivation. Like that's mm-hmm. why I was never motivated. I was, I was always waiting to become motivated, like just, I don't know, magically somehow. And then I never was. And the answer is we're not like ever going to be just motivated. That's a fake thing. We have to start with something we know we can do that we want to do. And then we celebrate it. And then all of a sudden it snowballs into what we actually want, but focusing on, yeah, focusing on a different weight, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Or focusing As, on the result, like they're yes. focusing on the feelings and how you feel and like a lot instead of like the number, like yes. it's so good. Right. And I'd love to hear like how, so now you've figured out a way, and this is also probably in alignment with how you're able to help those entrepreneurs who are going in. I know speaking on an event, I go like, Oh my gosh, if I think about that now after COVID, looking at my, like, I, I used to speak on a lot of stages and travel a lot. And like, if I was to go put on those clothes right now, I probably would cry because <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to put anything on that's restrictive or tight or things like that. So walk us through what are those, what are some of the things that you help entrepreneurs with who are about to go uh, to an event and need some support? Yes. Oh, so this is my favorite topic because I I finally figured out like my niche because I have a a team of 21 coaches and they do online coaching. They do in-person coaching Mm -hmm. and they can help anybody. Right. And I'm like, okay, who do I want to help? And it's, I want to help entrepreneurs who have an event coming up and Mm -hmm. they just, they like, 
when we don't feel confident, we're not making the connections in the room. Mm-hmm. We're not maximizing the opportunity. Like we kind of just, well, I'm speaking for myself. I just want to even cancel going like, yes, yes. Yeah, even cancel sure. going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we don't, we can only have our random access memory. We can only have what seven thoughts in our head at, you know, any given time. And for me, when I'm in that point where I don't want to be seen, that's always one of those thoughts. It's taking up that space in my brain instead of being excited about meeting people and excited mm-hmm. about collaborations, you know? And so the first thing I do with my clients, I like to invite them. I do free five-day challenges mm-hmm. and they're cool because I usually privately invite entrepreneurs to these. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, they're private invitations. They're all entrepreneurs. So then you get the chance to like network and be accountability partners with like fellow mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, which I think is really cool. And then from the five day um, challenge, I usually do a six week, I do a six week invitation and that's, I'm calling it the energy launch now mm-hmm. instead of like a six week weight loss challenge, because I really, I don't want to like shame anybody. Like we just want to have energy. We want to feel good. We want to have confidence. Mm-hmm. It's not really about, you know, it's about the weight, but it's not about the weight. Right. But for entrepreneurs, <laughs> that energy means more productivity, more finances, more freedom, more clients. Like you can get more done in your day without feeling tired or falling asleep after lunch at your computer or whatever you do. <laughs> yes. It's the foundation. I just got to speak at George Bryant's event. So cool. and it was the four energy boosters for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. so that we can bring the impact. And it was so much fun. But um, what we do in my challenge is we figure out what we can add to our life and how we can celebrate that so that we can get what we want. And I'm going to take one of George Bryant's lines. He talks about measuring the inputs over the results. So like you measure the inputs first. I did this, I did this, I did this. You celebrate it. You know, you have something measurable. And then these were the results of those inputs instead of just constantly chasing results. Like, that is just not fun. It's like chasing that number on the scale. It's just, that's not a fun experience and it backfires and you find it again. You find yeah. the weight again, just like you talked about. Yes. I love that because you can actually do that in any any part of your life, really. So uh, Amplify You Family, I just hope you heard what Julie just said. It's just like, it's, it is the, it's the input that you are trying to count and, ce- and celebrate. This is another big word here celebrate because we tend especially as entrepreneurs to hop from momentum mountaintop to the next mountaintop as soon as we're at the top of the next we're down in the gully of the next of the next goal so like celebrate where you are stay there a little longer <laughs> i love that Yes. And I, I am having such a fun time talking to you. Anything you ever want from me, I'm in. Like you, I can, I can feel your energy. I can feel your care. And I can also feel like your knowledge, like you have done some serious personal work. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm having fun chatting with you too. It's awesome. I think this is so cool because we, I think we come from a very similar background and then really helping support our entrepreneurs and understanding like what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I mean, there's no joke in being an entrepreneur for 20 years. You've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. You had to have gone through all of those things, right? What has been your most successful moment as an entrepreneur? Oh man, I was just thinking about my most unsuccessful moment. We'll get to that one too in a second. <laughs> we'll start with the, we'll start with the win first. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I suppose. So most successful moment as an entrepreneur, well, it's not a moment. It's keeping my brothers and I together for over a decade. I could cry about it. They work um, with you. 
they work with me. Yeah. And, and keeping employees um, for a long, long, long time and being just being a team like that's like, that's, that's the biggest win for me is that I get to work with them and that somehow like they're still around. I work with my brother too. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, when I started this podcast together, he took a little break and went on another adventure. He helped kids, entrepreneurs start businesses. And now he's just recently come back and helped us as a podcast manager. So yeah, it's super cool. I love that. I love that so much. It's um, family like is, is everything like that's my Mm -hmm. personal why. And, um, and then business wise, we, we went, I spoke on the stage at the two brain business summit and we won like the two brain gym of the year. And uh, like, and that was right before COVID hit. Um, And that was, so I guess that was like the high moment Mm -hmm. business wise, but, but really it's just being able to work with people. I love. Yeah, that's amazing. And what do you think is like attributed to some of your staff being with you for so long? Um, I mean, I would ask that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't ask them. <laughs> no, um, but 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 seriously, uh, I have always valued like what they have to say. Mm. And like, if for me, you know, you, you can't be the leader and just always be right. You know, you have to have those personal conversations and I didn't always do this. Um, but something I do now is like my, the managers at each location, they talk to each one of the team members and they, every single week, how are you doing? What are you proud of yourself for? So that we can know like what they did, like, mm-hmm. did they spend an extra 15 minutes after, you know, cleaning the gym up? Like we need to know about that stuff and we would never know if they didn't tell us. Right. And then, you know, what issues are you having? And then like, what solutions do you have for that issues that, you know, issue that you could tell us about and just hearing their voices and making them always feel, feel heard is super duper important. And then, um, most recently I'm, I'm implementing the Disney method, which is where like my cousin, he's been with me for like a decade too. Um, him and I are the big dreamers and we come up with all these ideas. And then you have my um, one brother who's like just an implementer. He's amazing. And then my other brother is, uh, I don't want to call him the critic. That's what the Disney method calls it, but mm-hmm. he's not a yes man. He's like, mm-hmm. these are the possible show me the facts. <laughs> yeah. 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 Show like, show me the facts, get out of dreamland. And so the Disney method, you start with all the ideas and then you go into the strategy room and then you go into the, you know, critique room and then you keep cycling through until there's no more critiques. And so we're implementing that. And I think it's going to be really fun for our different personalities. Yeah, I think I love that how you have different personalities in your team for for that, especially when we were just having a similar challenge at Amplify You right now where we have Evans and I who are very much like creative dreamers. We are very much on the same sort of skill set. And then we, we brought my brother in because we can't, we've got all these ideas, but we're having a hard time implementing them <laughs> on top of like the day-to-day stuff and the, and the support with our clients. So it's like one of those things that we needed somebody in between to like take our ideas and run with them, but who wasn't involved in the day-to-day of all the client stuff. Cause it was like, yeah, I love that idea of the Disney, the Disney method. That's cool. I we'll have to I'll have to check that out. <laughs> and and also we can't transfer our own feelings onto the implementers. Mm-hmm. Like because I'm a dreamer, I often thought that people who were the implementers have to just hate their jobs because they don't get to dream. But that's not true. Implementers love to you know implement. Mm-hmm. You know, strategizers love to strategize. Like the the critics, they love to poke the holes and really save the day. So had I had that method in place, I wouldn't have made all of the really 
I wouldn't, I mean, they're, they're bad business decisions because they lost me a lot of money, but I wouldn't mm -hmm. take back the experiences. <laughs> but had I had those different roles and embraced them and utilize them. But back in the day, I always used to be like, man, they're just killing my thunder. Like they're killing my vibe with, you know, with shooting down my ideas, but that's, we can't think of it that way. We have to say, here are all the ideas here's the strategies and then, okay, let's find the problems now before we implement this. And they're really saving the day. They're not mm. killing the vibe, they're saving the day. And so just flipping that, it makes everybody feel as special and as, as important as they should feel. Yeah, that's amazing. And you know, something uh, along that same lines, we learned with like, whatever lens you see things through, like in, I remember being annoyed at my husband because he'd come home and be like, you know, the house would be like clean. And which is when we had little, really little kids. and be home with the baby and the like, house is clean, dinner's ready. And then he would like, he'd be like, well, what's that doing on the floor? And be like, what? That's all you, that's all you see. Like, <laughs> hello. And then I realized that like he was trained in that lens because he's a mechanic. So he was trained to look for the problems. So it's like, oh my God. And like, yeah, there's people that are trained to see those things and people who, unless you change your lens purposefully, that's all you're going to see is the problems in something instead of like seeing like the, <laughs> you know, and we're like that was a totally different lens that I had but in two, had I not like figured that out I think that there would have been more problems because I'm like this guy is so ungrateful you know when really it's not that's not what it is at all and he was just trained to see the problem <laughs> like, so funny how like you don't even realize that people have different lenses yeah, for sure. Although, I mean, I, I would still, I would still be annoyed by that. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're doing a good job in, in our house. Literally. I, I have someone that I hire to come in and do the laundry and do all the stuff because I'm like, come on, Julie, can't you make that much an hour? First of all. Um, but secondly, it's because I don't care like about the house. I just don't care. It's not, it's family first yeah. business next. And like, you know, I don't, I don't care about the house, but my brother's super neat. And so I'm like, okay, I'll hire a maid. And then, you know, I feel bad calling her a maid. I don't know what to call her. We were just having this conversation too, because I'm like, I if, uh, I would really like to have some help in the house department because like, I can't keep all these things together right now. And it's funny because we live across the lake, so the boat access. I'm like, how am I going to find a cleaner to come across the lake and found? <laughs> like, that was like a whole other problem. That is an amazing <laughs> problem. I need, I need that problem. I think a cleaner would like to come across the lake in a boat to go to work. So that might be fun for her. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So crazy. So tell us a little bit more about your podcast. What do you have? Like, what's your favorite part of the podcast? Who are you trying to really support in your show and um, who should be listening to your show? Oh my goodness. Okay. So right now on this season, I am interviewing, I, I'm, I call them, um, entrepreneurs who have empires with an I because they have empires that make a great impact and mm, they're you know, okay. focused on being that heart-centered entrepreneur. Yeah. I made my own word because of uh, Mike Littman's leverage. He took love and leverage and put it together. I'm like, I'm going to make my own word empire. <laughs> I like it. I like empire. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yes. Empire with impact. Yes. And uh, I'm focused on entrepreneurs and what I want is, so when, I, when COVID happened and 
we had just this big, like everything in our world was taken away. I'm like, I need to learn how successful people stay successful, no matter what, like no matter what natural Mm -hmm. disasters or pandemics or economy, you know, economies going down the tubes. And, and so I started interviewing people for a summit and, and my rule was they needed to be, you know, successful even during the pandemic and learning all of these things. And then learning that the one thing that they all did that was um, that was consistent across the board was the thing that I sell and teach, which is self-care, like exercise, nutrition, meditation. It works out perfectly. (laughs) I'm like, okay. Cause I was, I went and became a business mentor for 2019, which I wouldn't call it a mistake, but it's, that's not where I'm needed. There are so many amazing business mentors. That's, that's not where I need to be. Like I need to be in my health and wellness space because Mm. that's the foundation for entrepreneurs. When we take care of ourselves, then our businesses can flourish. We're nice to people. We have a greater impact. And so I hope that the people listening to my podcast are also entrepreneurs who want to listen to other people who have made it people who have, you know, like just answers and who have overcome these crazy, amazing situations. And, um, I'm super excited. I'm getting the, uh, uh, John David Mann, he's the author of The Go-Giver with Bob Bird. He's going on my show soon. That's going to be a good episode. Wow. Yeah, wait. I can't wait. And like, once you get one of those doors opened, mm-hmm. you know, that's when, like, and and if I'm curious, like like Larry King says, always just be curious and be a good listener. And then lead with curiosity. Mm-hmm. I'll come back and keep oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and not to mention, like, you're just starting the relationship with them just there, right? Oh, Podcast yes. is just, I, that's the one thing I love about podcasting is that you get to lead with, let me do something for you. Let me bring you on your show. That's the start of the relationships. So you get to lead, lead the relationship by giving and be of service first, right? That's one of the coolest things I think about podcasting because you have a platform that they want to be on and now you get to offer it to them. Yeah, like you and I, like I'm your friend forever now. So (laughs) see, it's perfect. And then we got to learn how much we have in common and how many things that we actually do very similarly. It's very fun. Now I do have one lingering question though. Okay, I see two rhinos in the background. And I know you're Rhino Julie and you're Rhino Jims. So where does the Rhino come in? (laughs) (laughs) So I seriously do identify as Rhino Julie. We Mm -hmm. call all of our members Rhinos. Whenever people ask me like whether or not I have kids, I'm like, I don't have kids, but I have 600 Rhinos. (laughs) (laughs) And they're always like, what? Um, but that's a that's lot of rhinos. <laughs> what was that? That's a lot of rhinos. <laughs> that's, that's so many rhinos. Um, but back in the day when I first started my little uh, fitness boot camps, we, like I said, we were like the first or one of the first, um, definitely the first in our area. And so we got um, kind of knocked off a lot. And P- it used to be called Boot Camp Las Vegas. And so we had someone named there's Las Vegas Boot Camp, someone else Vegas Valley Boot Camp, which was fine. Like I think the more people helping people get fit, the mm-hmm. absolute better. But then the first bad review that came in that wasn't from me, it was from one of my competitors. And they're like, we didn't didn't see any of the equipment that we saw in the commercial, you know, this is like a fake. I'm like, okay, I need to differentiate myself. And I love rhinos. And at the time, like I Googled rhinos and there wasn't any like major sports team or major movie. And I'm like, okay, the rhino is waiting for me. It's mine. And then I became the rhino. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, that's not the story I was expecting. That's very cool. I love how that you use it actually as part of marketing and strategically pick that uh, to differentiate yourself. That's very cool. Yeah, I mean, you. I'm sure you know what it feels like. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Julies. There's a soccer player named Julie Johnston, and um, but there's no Rhino Julie. Mm-hmm. And I don't even care. Sure, it's a Rhino Julie. There, I mean, there, today. Yes, there's no <laughs> other Rhino Julies besides me. <laughs> But um, it doesn't even feel weird. Like people started calling me Rhino Julie like years and years and years ago. It's on my license plate. It's like, it is me. And that's that's how people find me. It's Rhino Julie everywhere. I love it. I think that's so cool. Yeah, that's amazing. And I just like, that is such a good nugget for marketing, for entrepreneurship, for sales. Like how do you take something that could be so similarly taken by someone else and make it totally uniquely yours and nobody else could be, we, we just had experience like this in our business where the .com of Amplify U has never been available. It's been owned by this car company. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, this company from Australia has it and I'm like they have the same colors as we do <laughs> and now they're the dot com of my business name and I'm like oh and they do they do um pay-per-click and Amazon advertising which is not what we do but like it's also in marketing and like I was like oh my gosh I'm like how now we need to figure out how we become a rhino <laughs> <laughs> you know what you can always like for anybody out there I learned the hard way like I bought lasvegasbootcamp.com was never available. Our company name was Bootcamp Las Vegas. Finally, I had enough money to buy it for Mm $7,000 right before it didn't matter what URL Mm. you have because now you can take any URL and redirect it. You know, right. <laughs> like it could be Michelle and Evans <laughs> and you can redirect that to amplify you, you know, right. exactly. and yeah. so, yeah. And, and that's, that's, what's cool about the online world. Like that situation can feel so bad. Like, I know what that feels like it was <laughs> yeah. lasvegasbootcamp.net, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what that feels like, but now it's like you, you can, you can change it up and you can, you know, call your program, something super memorable and have yeah. it forward to amplify you.ca. And well, I got into the boot camps a little bit later, like probably 2008. So a few years after boot camps were like super popular and I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to be called boot camp. I don't want to call it a boot camp, even though that's kind of what it is. So I called it urban hit. And so urban hit was our signature program that we took and licensed out across like our province had eight locations, but it was like, it, then there was this education piece. Well, what's urban hit and how come it's different than a boot camp? But what's different than I was like, Oh man, <laughs> it's just, it's like a whole other education piece to it but like I know like from the boot camps is like yeah we had to be something different (laughs) yeah and I mean really it's okay like so when we first called ours boot camp and and people didn't know what it was yet and we spent all the money like we had so many people calling to put their bad kids in our program because boot camps weren't a thing yet um, and it mattered so much when people took the bootcamp name, but then when bootcamp became a form of exercise, it was like the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, if the whole world has a bootcamp, that means people are, you know, getting constantly varied exercise and they're having fun. So yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's go. <laughs> So cool. Yeah. So awesome. I think there's some great nuggets in there. Yeah. Some great learning for our audience. So Julie, thank you so much for being here with us today. It's been so much fun to get to know you and you guys go check out Rhino and Julie, R H I N O 
julie.com and that's where you find out more about um julie's uh, camp rhino gyms and all the amazing things that she is up to and then julie go uh, make sure you go check out julie's podcast too which is the rhino julie show and we're anywhere else julie you want to send them that's perfect. You can look, you can, I answer my own social media messages. So Rhino Julie, that's me everywhere. So feel free to message me. I would love to hear from everybody, especially if you want to join the next five day challenge. Yeah. Awesome. Or not. Okay. Either way, reach out to me. <laughs> I love it. So great. Thank you so much, Julie, for being with us today. Amplify you family. Oh my gosh, there's a bunch of nuggets in there. Make sure you take those nuggets, think about them. Think about how you can implement that into your business today. How are you going to stand out in the crowd and become your own rhino? So thanks, Julie, for today. We'll see you again next week. Amplify you. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.